Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. We got a Memorial Day extravaganza minutes before tip-off of Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. The guys bring back Christian with a dues list and debut two new commenters, Chandler and James. They are a Miami and Boston fan here to talk out their Eastern Conference final game and get their final takes out. Find out how the whole gang manages to handle a historic night by sitting back and enjoying the show. Future! All right, Jalen, we are back here on a very, very special Memorial Day evening. We have some very special guests with us. Christian is back, and we have two first-time guests, Christian and James, ahead of the uh, dire Game 7 for both their teams. Very exciting. Take it away. I mean, how how, how are you all doing out there? Thank you all so much for joining us. Just start with that. All right, I guess uh, I'll go ahead. Man, it's, uh, as you can see, it's Memorial Day. It's a nice day out here in the Rockies. Um, and the Southern Rockies, I guess I should say. Um, I got the D Hop news still on spin because it's the only thing that's really talked about in the sports world besides this game seven, which is the main reason why we got these guys on here. Christian's already laughing, he already knows what we got going on here. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and kick it off. Let's hand it over to our Miami fan, uh, Chandler. How are you, how are you holding up right now, my friend? I'm holding up well. Um, First of all, thank you all for having me on today. It means mm. a lot. Um, I can't say that I felt great going into game seven, considering the um, game four, game five, and then we all know what happened game six. But um, it's first to, first, to, first to four there, so we're going to get through it. Yeah. All right. The positive sounds still pretty optimistic, Chandler, out there. And then we got – James and everything. I, that is an amazing background, Chandler. I have to say it. It's just an amazing background. <laughs> um, James, how are you holding up? Our Boston fan for everyone out there. This is James. James, how you doing? I don't think you have the Boston accent, though. No, no Boston accent. Um, lost that lost that a while ago, fortunately. But uh, thank you, Jalen, for having us. Um, like I said before the show kicked off here, I'm a little upset that this is my first time on the show, my first invite. But, um, you know, we'll we'll. I'm here now. You know, that's all that matters. And, uh, you know, the Celtics are here now in game seven. Um, that's all that matters as well. Um, yeah, you know what? Honestly, I'm pretty calm, pretty confident. Um, nothing, nothing too off the radar right now. You know, it's just it's all about just buckling down and hoping that uh, we're actually strapped in this game the first five minutes, you know, because that's when that's when we're going to know if this team's has it or not. And um yeah, so honestly, just calm before the storm right now. I'm feeling feeling good, and thanks for the thanks for the flattery, Chan. You know, I I really appreciate that picture there. It's back. That's a uh, beach week, high school, uh, summer after senior year throwback. There, yep, that's me uh, with the horse for everyone who's watching live um, or watching <laughs> watching. <laughs> um, and so, unfortunately, I uh, I don't know how many people will be able to see that background, but it is a beautiful picture. But uh, yeah, just want to say thank you again, Jalen. Yeah, no worries. And don't worry, we got you at the right time, James. We got you guys both at the right time here. Um, it's also Chandler's first time, as you know. So 
uh you guys got caught here at high emotions both staying really calm i'll say that right now you guys are staying really calm so hopefully we can uh we'll we'll fix that because we got most importantly christian i love the background as always because how you doing man (laughs) i'm doing great over here but i have a i have a huge problem i smell a lot of bs right now on the air um (laughs) Both Chandler and James are acting calm and collective right now, but I know both of them woke up this morning going, oh my God, I may end up in the back of a meme tonight. Um, it is high tensions to that. I mean, from Chandler's point of view, you, you just can't let this happen. This is like the first in NBA history type of motive. But the thing is as well, the Heat are an eight seed. That is, that is his backdrop excuse that he can use. They're an eight seed. They're not supposed to be here. Then you got the cocky northerns up there um they're in a situation where they were you know down 3-0 they were like at the end of the world they were already thinking about firing their head coach uh they well, they might still honestly at this rate um but it's it's a lot i mean because only three teams have come to tie the series down 3-0 and I, i'll read that off right now 1951 the new york knicks uh were losing 0-3 came back still lost uh, 1994, Western Conference Run, the Denver Nuggets were down 0-3, came back, still lost. 2003, Portland Trailblazers came back against the Mavericks, still lost. So I think I'm going against a common theme right now that mm. Celtics could become the fourth team to come back technically down 0-3 but not finish the job. Oh. And Tatum's, Tatum's already pissed me off. Um, I am now looking at a social media page right now um, that – Jason Tatum pulls up with anything as possible, KG jacket of Game Seven. This guy is the most horniest freaking dude on the planet. I swear. So, someone, someone also give him a brush as well because his beard is just nappy. All right, and what is this? You can't just pull up to a like this jacket. If you look it up online, it's ugly. Like who, who ironed this? It's Kevin Garnett on the back. Anything's possible. Cool, bro. You got a job tonight to do. All right, get that done first. Um, but then, I mean, I am a betting man. I have a lot on the heat tonight. Uh, <laughs> oh, there it is. I, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get to that with, um, I didn't leave <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's a, it's a lot riding on it tonight, but you know, I'm, I'm leaning towards the heat, but it's, it's very funny though, to see both sides have their points. <laughs> I just want to rebuttal quickly, um, <laughs> yeah. with the, uh, cocky, um, I guess jab to start off that little monologue there. Um, I haven't, I, I have not been confident in this team since January. Um, once our first 25 games came through, we stopped playing defense. Um, and Joe Missoula still, um, granted, he has actually changed some things up the last couple games so that Eric Spolster isn't really giving him a true dicking down like he was the first three games. Um, but it hasn't been great. It hasn't been great. And then I also want to say that even before the playoffs started, um, I wanted nothing to do with this Miami Heat team. I knew exactly what they were, the zombie Heat. You know, you get all the way through the fucking year, um, can't shoot, you know, barely above 500 all year. And this is what you get. I, I knew this is what you were going to get. This is what you, the playoffs are about. This is why they're in there every single year because they're just, you know, they're so fucking annoying. They just don't go away. They play, they play basketball well. They play basketball as a team well. And it's just, it, it's really infuriating. So I just, first off, want to clear the air there with, uh, you know, the, those, that cocky jab there, Christian. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know who you root for in the NBA. So, I mean, you're, you're, 
don't even want to we hear. can answer that question here on the podcast. So don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, former, former, former Wizards fan. Other yeah, than that, exactly. It's, it's a Wizards, Wizards fan. fan. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, mean, I am. Yes, I'm a knows it's I'm, I'm, yes, a, I'm a Luka fan. So yes, I am a Mavericks fan for the time. Yeah, and so it's um, it's tough. It's tough. But <laughs> listen, like you said, we're here. Um, and when it comes to KG, I mean, that um, that's my favorite Celtic player of all time. Um. You know, anything is possible, Christian. And, um, you know, for some reason, as the beautiful city of Boston always gets blessed with results and comebacks and true underdog stories like this, you know, that just really makes, uh, you know, the rest of you rival fans and haters just really seethe because you would do anything for this sort of passion and uh, storytelling, um, let alone on top of the winning that we do. So um, is it, is it, is it oh, hard being a Boston fan? Is it, is it hard being a Boston fan? Because that's, that's the rumor <laughs> that's going around. Yeah, it's an absolute chore, honestly, if I'm being. Now, granted, I revel in my wins, uh, all my organizations, but um you know it's that's the destination you know you don't see me um on on what halloween night starting the road with the celtics team watching almost every game of this whole season um you know it's a fucking chore because there's expectations and um when you know when we get to game six against atlanta hawks i'm already scared like what the hell are we doing here like this is bullshit already and so you invest so much time and love and energy into these teams only to have your heart broken more often than uh, you know you are on the winning end of things so um mm. it is a chore but you know that's why we are the best fan base and um just as committed as we are as uh you know northeast boston um supporters i would say it's probably the best word to describe us um and that's why you don't see these stories and miracles happen anywhere else because no one puts in anywhere near the effort that we do to our teams that is beautiful, James. Wow. And let me just say, Chandler, I know you don't have that same uh, same passion because you're not from Florida or that southern region. But uh, <laughs> you were with this. You were you were close to those when he was talking about the heartbreaks just right there at the end. You were feeling those heartbreaks for three games straight. So uh, I guess this is your chance, real quick. How you one ch- one last chance to clear the board before we move on here. Well. Um... Coming back to what you said about how we're, I'm being a little too calm right now. My um, current heart rate is around 145. I'd just like to say that I'm anything but calm right now. Um, that being said, um, I think we do have a tough team. I think we have a lot of tough players on our team that can withstand the losses in game four, game five, and game six, just to bring it back to seven. And um, I'm I'm pretty confident going in. Um, I know it's going to be loud. It's going to be loud in Boston tonight. But um, I'm I'm it's best of best of seven for a reason. And if you would have told me going into the beginning of this year in December or January that we would be going into Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals right now, I would have probably cried or threw up. It's Boston again. <laughs> Remember that yeah. part. It's against Boston again. That is, yeah. And uh, Boston, Boston. It's kind of a weird relationship me and James have because we're both UVA fans in college basketball. Oh, but um, the Celtics and the Heat have <laughs> had their had their games, and um, we kind of dominated them early in 
early on in the 2010s. Uh, then we got Ray Allen to come in and then we continued. But um, before that, I mean, we've, we've had our shares of wins, but we've also had our shares of loss, losses with Boston. So this is definitely going to be a game for the ages. I have a feeling that it's going to come down to about the final minute and it could go either way. Yeah. And to just go off there, Chan, uh, you and I have been talking a lot the last two weeks since this series started. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun, honestly. Like at the end of the day, it is a ton of fun to to be able to go back and forth and shoot the shit with you. Uh, <laughs> granted, if the Celtics lose tonight, I um, I am honestly, I might consider jumping off my roof. Um, I cannot lose to the Heat again, um, especially with this team. I can't do it, um, especially after beating them in Game Seven, when arguably we shouldn't have even won that game either. Like we, it, like that was right there as well. Um, and so I'm honestly, I'm, I am mentally prepared for the worst physically, how I react, it will not be the same. Um, and so we'll see, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a stressful two and a half hours coming up here, but, um, at the end of the day, hopefully we can hold hands and sing Kumbaya going into the sunset, knowing that we're going to get railed by the nuggets, um, whoever wins this series. So, um, yeah, but no, it's uh, it's been a good ride. I'm happy that it's coming to a fucking end. Finally, I feel like this series has yeah. dragged me through the mud um, and lifted me back up again to the point where I was on absolute cloud nine on Saturday. <laughs> and um, yeah, God only knows what's going to happen because I don't have a fucking clue. Honestly, anything could happen. And I think that's everyone's sentiment really going into this game. Yeah. So uh, I like how you guys. I like how you're already trying to attack the Nuggets, Colby. I love the background. Attack. I mean, not attacked. I mean, you're giving the Nuggets their flowers, I guess. But come on, guys. I'll be on those Nuggets, Colby. How are you feeling? Um. Yeah. So I told you when we last recorded, which I don't remember what day that was, what Thursday or Friday. I mean, I'm feeling pretty confident either way. To be honest, to be completely honest with you, I. As much as I thought the East was the better conference all year, having watched the playoffs, like I actually think that was untrue. Um, I would rather see Miami, to be honest, just because they haven't beaten Denver in three years. Um, it's just not a good matchup for the Heat, but I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good either way. The whole week and a half off thing is a crazy long amount of time, which is kind of weird, but at the same time, you should be an advantage if if you use it correctly. So and just they'd have home court on Miami. But, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good either way. I, I don't think either of these teams is going to beat Denver's because they're just always going to – the thing, like, about Jokic is just, like, the most valuable part is everyone's just going to get great, sh- good looks. Like, no matter what, they're just going to have open shots because of his – whether it's him screening or passing or him being the one scoring. Like, there's nothing you can throw at him that, that is going to rattle them. They're just going to get good looks. And plus altitude. Okay. Well, Colby – there's a couple of things I yeah, kind of going off that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, heat culture. There we go. Go ahead and tell him, Chandler. I've I've watched a lot of heat games in the regular season these past couple of years. This year in particular, I've probably missed a handful of games all year. And um, I don't know if you saw this game, but the Joker actually put Markeith Morris into retirement. Uh, I think it was last year. <laughs> that is true. And I don't know, I don't know if you were watching that, but that was by far the craziest thing I've ever watched in NBA regular season as far as like just 
the effect it had. I thought Markeith Morris would be back in like three games and he missed the entire season. And I don't even know if he's back yet. Is he even back now? I don't think he's on the team anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think he actually That's ended. Sure. Randy Orton RKO'd him into retirement. So oh, I just remember blood, that. For sure. <laughs> There's some bad blood. I mean, he did start it though, didn't he? Oh, Markeith Morris. Markeith Morris started it. He, Markeith Morris played very little for the Heat. And when he did, um, I never really liked Markeith Morris. I I did like P.J. Tucker. I think P.J. Tucker was a great player. I wish we would have signed him again. Oh, yeah. But Markeith Morris, I can't say that I really liked him as a Heat. I was actually just to go off of that, Chan. I was like, could you imagine if you guys had Markeith Morris this uh, series right now? You definitely would have swept us or one in five. Like, or not Markeith Morris, <laughs> P.J. Tucker. If you had P.J. Tucker on this team again this year. Yeah. Like he was, I mean, you see what he was doing to us last series. He was fucking. He was getting. He was getting an Embiid's face. Well, we know what happens with them. We're we're not. We're not going to look back on that last series. But if you guys had him right now with what he was doing for Philly with us, and especially knocking down those corner threes, I don't know. You know, would have been would have been a little different if he's still on your roster. Christian, I have a, I have um, so I have three questions, one for each Chandler and James, one kind of a combined one. But first, I do want to touch on key culture. My big, biggest criticism of that fan hole is that they don't show up to the second quarter. Is when I when I went when they were called FTX Arena at the time, B, I was like, dude, where's the whole lower bowl? Like, no one's here, and they didn't show up to the second quarter. So that was my biggest criticism of there. But they did show up for you know these playoffs, so it was good for them. But my questions. One first one goes to James. Uh, you know who replaces Missoula when you lose tonight? Like who who's the head coach that's going to come in? My second question will go to Chandler. Um, Chandler, who on the team leaves when you guys do lose tonight and they explode? And why does Bam go to China? Um, and three, who is Ray Allen rooting for? And that's a question for both of y'all. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess I'll kick it off here. First off, I actually don't think that we're going to fire Joe. I think he's going to stay another year, even though I have mixed feelings about it. Potentially, he was put into a really unfair and tough spot to begin the year. Uh, this is someone who is younger than Al Horford, who has very minimal head coaching experience on not just in the NBA, but at all levels. Um, I think if we were looking at the conference finals, you put all the other coaching resumes up against his. It's not even close. Uh, your boy Malone there has 20 plus years. Eric Spolstra, who is the best head coach in the league, in my opinion. And then you have Darwin Ham, who was an assistant coach with the Bucks for how long? He's bounced around. He's been in the team or in the NBA for a long time as well. Finally got the head coach position that he deserves with the Lakers so I do not think that we're going to fire him I think that we were in a really unfortunate and tough spot to begin the year especially since it was right before the season was about to happen um everyone in the coaching market had already got swept up um and then so and also our own bench coaches got decimated as well will hardy leaving after one year to go to the jazz stoudemire going down to georgia tech to get a head coaching job they're two biggest guys on the bench and reason for success last year behind besides zime adoka um you know left as well on top of him so joe mouse is put into a really tough spot i do not think that we're going to fire him i think he's made some really good adjustments the last couple games um especially 
I knew I knew that was going to happen out of the gates. So Eric Spolster was going to outcoach us. But once you get four or five games into the series, you know, you, you've seen the team. You know how you're playing. There's really not much that you can't throw at them. We've been able to adjust well, call timeouts well. Defense, we're actually playing defense, which is the biggest part. Um, and also my biggest concern with Joe Maz, because that was our ethos, if you want to call that, under Ime Adoka, um, was just being a hard-nosed defensive basketball team. That's where we were all of last year, and we lost that identity. But we have the tangibles to play defense with the best of them. And when we turn it off and on like this, it's infuriating. But, um, you know, here we are. I think Joe Maz has earned himself one more year. If we had gotten swept and we showed that same heart in game four that we showed in game three, where we absolutely got played off the court and we're playing the white guy five, um, as I like to call them for the Celtics um, for the whole fourth quarter. Um it, um, it was a really tough look. It was a really tough look. I think he goes. I think Jalen Brown would have left. I think Marcus Smart leaves. I think it really would have been bad, especially with how the new CBA is getting set up next year, um, just with salary cap and everything. I think the Celtics would have started planning for that. But um, to get back to it, I think Joe has earned himself another year with these last two games. If we lose tonight, I still think he's going to be the head coach regardless. And I think he gets one more shot to kind of prove and earn um, – this role, especially if we hire some be- good ben- bench coaches next term for uh, for next year. Ooh, he's thinking he's thinking in the deep zone. Okay. okay, I'm thinking Frank Vogel. I'm thinking a <laughs> guy I don't even know, but I would love to have someone to you know who has an NBA resume to be sitting next to Coach Mass who just kind of lean in his ear every once in a while. Hmm. I think that was on. That was I totally agree with that. Wow, I was about to say speechless to uh, speechless comments over here on this side of the show. All right, Chandler, you got it. All right, so uh, first question was the free agency situation. Yeah, why does Bam go to China? Because the yeah, so, so Bam forgets that he can actually make a basket sometimes. He's still mm-hmm. not a top twenty. Nah. Well, first of all, to speak about <laughs> Bam. I'm the first person to say I get frustrated with his offensive performance sometimes and the way he kind of looks like he can't dribble at some points. So, um, yeah, I get, I get pretty frustrated with that, but then other times he's like dunking on people and, and doing and making jumpers. And so you never know, you really just never know offensively what you're going to get, but what you're going to get with Bam is an excellent defender and someone who we run our offense through. So a lot of times he brings the ball up the floor. He's, essential in our offense so in that regard even when he's not making shots he's still making plays on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball so I don't think he will end up in China after this year um if he is that would be a big surprise um but going on to the free agency I'm looking here and it looks like we have a lot of people going into free agency um and the CBS we have Kevin Love to start out with he will not be back Victor Oladipo has a player option, and we may keep him just because we feel bad for him with this situation. Victor Oladipo is still If I had to guess, I think Oladipo is going to take that option. Yeah, if I yeah. – <laughs> no, But, I mean – I had no clue he's still alive. Oh. Prayers go out to Victor. He's worked really hard to get back, and that was really sad to see him go down like that. He's going to be an all-time guy that you're not going to believe in 20 years when you're doing trivia that he made the all an all-star team. I'm like, Really? Victor Oladipo was an NBA All-Star yeah. one year? He was crazy. But he has a lot of talent. <laughs> he was. But um, going on down the list here, you have uh, Gabe Vincent, one of my favorite Heat players. I hope we saw him back. I think he has a lot of a lot of upside. He's 26 years old, so 
Sure. I, I love Gabe Vincent. Max Struess is going to be the one that I see iffy. I mean, do we want to give him that contract like we gave Duncan Robinson a few years ago? I say no. We have a lot of people. We have a deep bench. I like Max Struess, but that's a tough one to see go. Um, Yurtsevin, eh, not really sold on Yurtsevin. He's had a lot of time to kind of come in. Cody Zeller. Um I feel like he's our new deadman, to be honest. So, I mean, as a backup center or a um, third center, I feel like, I mean, he does give us depth, but I don't know if he'll be back. Probably not. And Orlando Robinson, he's 22, um, restricted free agent, sorry. And I like Orlando Robinson. He showed a, he showed some upside this season, and um, he's only 22. So I say give him another shot. Definitely not a big contract. But Jamal Cain. Probably not. Um, I could see him going elsewhere, but I mean, he plays hard. He's bought into the organization. So, I mean, there's only good things you can say about these guys. I like them all. I mean, well, um, what I was going to say, Chan, is that when it comes to your free agents, I mean, if you looked at that list four years ago, no one in the world knows who the hell those guys are, right? That's what you guys do. You guys are able to find talent and just plug them in and buy them into your system. Um, and I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know if it's a mindset thing that you look for. I don't know if you look for people who have just been through adversity in one way or another, because I feel like every single one of these guys on your team has some sort of story, right? Um, or I don't know if it's Spolstra. And you know what? It's honestly probably a combination of all of them. And that's why you guys are have been a winning organization the last 20 years, right? So um, like you said, I know you get worried about Nick Struess, Vincent, and guys like these. But at the end of the day, like, do you think you wouldn't be able to find talent like that on, on top of it with the, um, with the free agency pull that Miami tends to have but doesn't really come through on sometimes? But it is there. It is there, to, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I like our um, situation always in free agency. Trying to get somebody to move to South Beach isn't necessarily a – Not a tough sell. Not a tough not sell. A tough sell. <laughs> so that's always good. But, I mean, we haven't made many big moves in free agency, I mean, besides Jimmy. I mean, we we draft a lot of guys too, so. Yeah, that's. I just was uh... – I remember, like, Giannis was whispering a couple years ago. Like, Yeah, I thought we were going to get you. Know, I've also you thought we get KD before this season. But, KD, um, yeah. But, you know. You guys will always be. And also, we talked about this, too, but Jimmy Butler is the – perfect idea of a heat player you know maybe besides d wade you know when i think of the heat now it will be jimmy butler and i don't think there's really someone at an organization who have you know i think so i think so behind d wade behind d wade i think that's fair with what he's done with this team um, so wait with with jimmy's nickname right now hemi is it sort of the situation right now where i used to be with marquise brown where i if he performed bad, I would take away that Hollywood nickname. Is Jimmy Hemi right now, or is he just Jimmy for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jimmy's Jimmy's still Hemi. I mean, he had 24 points last game shooting what from the field. Um, but I can't remember what he was shooting from the field, but it was not good. And But, you know, Jimmy's more than stats. I mean, you got to look at his defense. You got to look at his leadership and – everything else that's not on the stat sheet. So I still think he's Hemi. And um, I heard a, I saw something on social media the other day, actually, that made a lot of sense to me. And I told James the other day on the phone, 
But if you had to look at the best two players in Miami Heat history, you're saying LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal. Those are the two, yeah, the two best that. players in Miami Heat history. But if you're looking at the best Heat players of all time, you're saying Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler. That's what I meant. And That's kind of what and I it just kind of, to. And it just kind of makes sense. If, you, if it doesn't make sense, then I don't know. I think I think I mean it, I don't know what your gauge is on Heat fans as a, a as a whole there, Chan. What the pulse is, but I mean if you if you had to pick which one was more loved in South Beach between LeBron and Jimmy Butler, I know LeBron bought you the chips, but I mean does, is Jimmy Butler not like the most beloved one of the most beloved Heat players of all time in the fan base's eyes? He's got it. Oh yeah, what he's done. So. I would say so, and I think he's. I think honestly, think he'll spend the rest of his career in Miami. I think he's found a home. And I think he really enjoys it. He enjoys that leadership role. I don't know what the fuck the the 76ers were doing. Yeah, I don't know. In Philadelphia. We didn't know what we were doing with him either. Wasn't it Tobias Harris? They picked Tobias Harris. <laughs> yeah, it was Tobias Harris. Yeah, they picked Tobias Harris over Jimmy. So we'll we'll ignore that for right now. That's a whole nother conversation. I do have some text messages from November 12th that I would like to share at some point. I don't know if this is a good time. I don't know. I, well, we didn't answer the Ray Allen question. Should we do oh, that first? The Ray Allen question. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's All right. right. Before, I'm scared for what oh, these parties. texts are going to be. So. Can we remember put another bet on Remember your text messages. Can, can whoever, whoever loses tonight has to tweet out the Ray Allen tweet? No. No. <laughs> I've already, we've yeah. already got, we've already got <laughs> enough. I've already got enough on the line. Um, <laughs> so what, um, back to the Ray Allen point, I don't know who he's rooting for. Um, and I will, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the bigger person here. I'm honestly kind of over this whole Ray Allen bullshit. Got granted when he left for the heat, I was like, I was in the prime of my childhood. Like I was like 13, 12, you know, we came off a chip a couple years ago. He goes to. We were in our prom then too. Yeah, yeah. That I love that time period. We well, I I was in my prom as like a fan, (laughs) as like uh, you know, like footprint, like impressionable moments as as a sports fan. Um, and that was like we probably had like maybe one or two more years to actually give it a run with. I mean, looking at what the Spurs did to you guys, you know, I think we actually could have could have won it um, again if we had kept the same core, but it didn't happen. Um, but at the end of the day, you know what? He does have that ring with us. He did give us a chip. Um, and that's all that matters in my eyes, honestly. I mean, that's the only one that I've seen the Celtics win as a fan. Um, that is probably if I could pick any of my teams to win a championship again, it is with 100 percent the Celtics. Not even a question. Um arguably my favorite sports team that I support. So it ruined me. Absolutely. Um, who is he rooting for today? I could give less of a fuck, honestly, <laughs> um, who he roots for. Um, but honestly, it's water under the bridge. Now he won us a chip, one Chan a chip, you know, I think it probably turned out, turned out well for Ray fucking absolutely did. But you know, it, uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. We, we kind of both got out of what uh, what is arguably the one of the best shooters in the game. He's not the best shooter of all time, but he is definitely up there. Um, and he played uh, absolutely crucial parts for both of our teams to win that chip as well. You with the shot, but I'm pretty sure like that whole year, like 
Ray was outperforming what anyone thought that he would do as a Celtic. And I forget if it was game five or game six against LA where he just went absolutely nuclear as well. We don't win that game without him. So yeah, I don't care who Ray roots for, but I forgive him essentially. I mean, he definitely gave us a shit with the shot. I mean, the shot was that kick out from Chris Bosh against the Spurs. I I remember game six shot that just happened too. That could be the shot. Jeez. I'll, I'll never forget that. That was probably the best shot in heat history, but, um, if it's okay with you all, I'll go ahead and start the text messages. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hang on. I, I was just going to say, I want to answer my, my answer for the question would be, it's probably rooting for a Western Conference team since he did start out as a supersonic. I was going to say. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like like he because, yeah, he won titles with the Heat and the Celtics. But like, yeah, I was going to say, his peak was with as a player is with Seattle. I mean, that's where he was the longest and where he played his best season. So that is crazy. I feel yeah. like probably rooting for the Heat, though, just because, I mean, I don't know. If, I'm not saying this about you personally, James, but I'm, you know, I'm sure the people of Boston were not super kind to him uh, during that whole exit and after everything. So I'd imagine some things may have been said that uh, he may be holding some grudges. Maybe not. That, I don't know Ray Allen, so I'm not uh, sure. But, you well, know, I also think we, he has a really good relationship with Pat Riley. And, I mean, I, I'm sure he's rooting for the Heat tonight. I mean, just well, to uh, to go off that, Kobe, you you you're probably one hundred percent right. So I wouldn't uh, put it against him. And um, like I said earlier, I really don't give a fuck who he roots for. So um, <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty much it. So he can he can cheer on Miami all he wants, and we win tonight. I'm not going to be thinking about Ray Allen at all. So. We, oh, can I? I do want to say to the rest of y'all before we get to Chandler's text. Me and Jalen hit on this Friday. If the Celtics do win tonight, I mean all time bad gaff by whoever is selling the tickets for the Miami Heat to have Jeter and A-Rod at game four. If if the Heat, the Celtics complete the comeback tonight, I mean, that goes down as just an all-time, like, horrible omen. <laughs> I got I got super horny seeing them sit sideline for game four. I just just had I just had an just had a feeling. I just had a feeling when I saw them game four. So you expect them at this game. Oh, absolutely not. They probably they probably don't come into Boston with like within a fifty mile radius of that city at all. There's no way in hell. <laughs> all right, let's pull out these receipts. All right. Oh, here we go. Taking things off strong. All right. So November twelfth, I think me and James might have been in a um discussion on the fantasy football group chat and i'll the the first message that i have probably was an instigation message and uh, it was in quotes i hope the celtics crash and burn (laughs) to which james said in quotes yeah it's not gonna happen and then i said no championships and make a documentary make a documentary about what it could have been which i still think could could happen if they no, never win a championship even if they do get by the heat and then james said right and then i said you all need somebody with a sack before the trade deadline and you have a chance to win it all in which james said insecure some might say and i said heat or not heat 
are not right now in a Celtics position, meaning that we're not in a win now stand stance where as the Celtics are. They were and, not. and then James said, Yeah, that's because you all have absolutely no future and suck. <laughs> in which I said <laughs> In which I said, I agree. I've said the Heat need another superstar because Bam and Jimmy are not true superstars. I think Jimmy is in the playoffs, but, I mean, you all know how that is. You could say Jimmy and Bam are not, like, NBA superstars. And James said, yeah, throw Tatum in there, too. And I said, yeah, I just trust the Heat organization in doing the right thing, which is still true to this day. And then I said, yeah, Tatum can't handle the big moments. And James said, right. And I said, but it is fun to watch them make their runs. And What's the point here, Ted? And then Lou said, Jimmy is like 40 years old. Oh, wait. wait, Can we get to the punchline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Here it is. All right. I said, you are in the phase right now to where, and this is where I have a question for you too. I said, you are in the phase right now where you have to get a ring in the next two years or it's over. You said Tatum is 24 and Brown is 25. And you all been in it for now for like the past two years. And, and I guess the question I have is, do, if the, if the Heat win, do you think that this run is over? Do you think that you all might as well just cash it in and go young? Or what's the what's the response? Also, I do have one more thing. I did say when it comes to the big moments, Tatum will drop about around 12 points and y'all will go out. Then we'll have to make some moves in the offseason. And then I'll put the clock and I said, time is ticking. Ooh, I think that's a fair question. Um, this team has been together for an extraordinary long time with how young they are and by NBA standards. You do not see teams stick around with the same cores as long as we have at all. I think really the only one that you can make a comparison to in the NBA right now is the Warriors um, when it comes in, in terms of the same core as a team. I really don't think there's another one besides the Celtics that has had one for that long. Um, you also yeah, look and like, and like, and like I said earlier too, um, or like you said, Chan, sorry that, Jalen is uh, 26, uh, Tatum is 25. The amount of game sevens that these guys have already played, you would think they're fucking 40. It is insane. We've been doing this since Tatum's rookie year when LeBron James won nuclear in game seven to send the Cavs to the finals. Um, do I think this? it's either this year or next year with this core? Absolutely. Absolutely. For a handful of reasons. Tatum is not going anywhere. We've already given him that contract. Uh, Jalen Brown now is due for his supermax. Um, with how we kind of touched on it earlier, but with this new CBA, we would be paying two guys $150 million a year, essentially. And now you could always throw out that argument. Is Jalen Brown worth that money? It's a fantastic question. I, I don't fucking know. Right. He is all NBA this year, top 30 player in the NBA right now, top 20. Right. You could definitely say that. Um, 
but he's all NBA because we think about it. Kevin Durant was hurt a lot of the year. Kawhi Leonard was hurt a lot of the year in those forward positions, right? Think about how many forwards were hurt this year. I don't think Jalen Brown is getting an all NBA and eligible for a supermax if everyone in his position is healthy. Um, but yeah, yeah, honestly, this I think I think this is it because this is going to be the last time that we're going to be able to afford this core. Um, and at a certain point, what's the what's the definition of insanity, Ooh. right? Where you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I'll stop you on that real quick, James. We don't like to use that phrase here. We have a Vikings fan in this chat, and uh, that's that phrase was used a lot this past NFL season. We would uh, we would like to we would like to stray away from that. Yeah, you could take it. Yeah, take a drink, friend. Sorry, like stay away from that one. I don't know. I've heard that one. I oh, felt um, that one. That is true, James. I, sorry, I, I, I won't say that. I won't say the. I, no, you're fine. I won't I say the. I won't say the. I word again. And and you know. But it's 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 a tough pill to swallow. It's a tough pill to swallow. It, it really is because, like I said, these guys. I think Jalen's reached his peak as a player, you know, which is sad because he still can't dribble. You know, I don't really know how much we're um, how much more what his ceiling is. Right, um, Tatum's ceiling, I think, is not has not been tapped yet. Um, you see, guy, he's like I said, he's twenty five. All these guys didn't win their first chips till they were 28, 29. LeBron didn't start adding that post down, uh, you know, mid-range game until he got to Cleveland. Not even when he was in Miami. When he was in Miami, he was still soaring around, right? Now, I'm not comparing Jason Tatum and LeBron James at all. Don't that's that's not what I'm saying. Jason Tatum has a lot more, I think he's a lot more upside to his game than what we're seeing right now. I don't think we've reached Jason Tatum in his full form. Um, Jalen Brown, on the other hand, I think we have, um, Ooh. I would love, don't get, don't get me wrong. I would love to keep him. I would do anything for him, but at the end of the day, it, it's, uh, it's not even just about talent and who I want on the team. It's what we can actually do as, as, as a team with our restrictions and everything. Um, I think if I like, if we had lost game four, I think we trade Jalen Brown. I think Marcus smart goes, I still think Marcus smart actually might go this year as much as I love him. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. I think I think this is it because there's there's a shelf life to everything, and at some point we're gonna have to pick between one and the other. And I hate to say it, but it's gonna be Tatum. Like I I I think that's just the smart decision. And also looking watching the last couple of years, I think that's the right way to go. Um, these two guys love each other. I mean, you see how they hug and embrace after every single game, like the Philly series. Like they they want to win together. I want them to win together more than anything, but. At the end of the day, like something's going to happen. And I think Brad Stevens has that same tenacity that Danny Ainge does where he doesn't give a fuck, quite frankly, what people think. Like when we traded KG and Paul Pierce, everyone thought and just absolutely lost it. Like everyone thought that we were stupid and we got Jay- Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown out of it. And look where the Nets were in a couple of years after that. Right. So um, same thing again. It's yeah. like 10 years later, they didn't learn their lesson. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, I, yeah, I saw, yeah, seriously. So I, 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 I don't know. I, I think, I think it is though, Chad. I think if it's not, if it's definitely next year, next year is definitely the last one. And then I think we'd only be the third team or maybe the second team to make it to the finals two years in a row, lose to two different teams, if that was the case, right? Like, yeah, granted, I, I still think we could beat the Nugs. I'm just saying that, but that that would be the reality of the situation if we were to end up not winning at all. And that that's that's going to be the expectation for us. That was this year. It's going to be next year. Uh, like at some point, you got to pay the piper. So yeah, 
So I had uh, two more. I was kind of all over the place just uh, with the text messages going back and forth there for a minute. Oh yeah, there, there was a lot of buildup, but I didn't get to the, the um point I wanted to make here. Jeez, you uh, gave me the I bet that whole monologue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I was, I was just reading straight from the script, you know, <laughs> just going down the list. But um I did want to get to two particular messages that I wanted to kind of get a response on. Um one is yes. The only team this year that makes me nervous is the Milwaukee Bucks in the East, referring to the in the East. Oh, it's like a John Moran quote. And um, the second is, I said, yeah, we definitely aren't where we need to be right now, that's for sure, because I think we were on a losing streak at this point in November. And you did the little squiggly and said, bad squiggly one, and said, you all are a playing team at best, which was true. Well, you did make a bit. You were playing team, yeah. <laughs> no, we were. We got in. We're trailing Chicago with three minutes left in the play-in. Don't forget. Oh no, I've, and and I'm I'm at like a big, um, just kind of conflict here where I kind of wish that we would have gone out to Chicago as opposed to blowing a 3-0 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know. Come on, Chandler. Don't say (laughs) Hang on. Am I hearing that we could have gotten – Chandler was saying he would have rather saw the Pat Bev effect instead of watching his own team? Pat Bev effect would have not beaten the Bucks even without Giannis. No, no. Dude, you underestimated Pat Bev. But what could have happened is Milwaukee could have moved on and Milwaukee would have been the unique. It's like heat culture. Pat Bev effect is like heat culture. Yeah, except way less effective. And Yeah, yeah, because it's portable. It's not stuck (laughs) in Miami. It's not stuck. The thing is, is Milwaukee would have gone on to play the Knicks, which I think they would have beat the Knicks. And then – Hopefully they would have beaten the Celtics because if it would have sacrificed us losing to the Bulls for the Milwaukee Bucks to move on to the NBA Finals and not the Celtics, I would have taken it. However, I am happy that I did not think we were going to be here. If you'd have asked me at halftime in the Chicago Bulls game, (laughs) if we were going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals game seven, I would say no. If you would have asked me, we would and said that we would have been 3-0 on the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, I would have probably slapped you. Just, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how we got to this position. I don't know how we haven't closed it out, but. You know how. Uh, Say it. There's you a lot how. going on. Say you know how you got here. Say it. You know how. This, this, this blown lead feels Say a lot worse no, no, no. than anything words. I've experienced as a Dallas Cowboy fan to this day. And the Heat have even gave me some titles. Given me titles in my lifetime, unlike the Dallas Cowboys. But if they lose tonight, I will be more disappointed than in any Cowboys year I've ever had. No, Chandler, please don't give me another Um, sound. (laughs) I'm going to, you know, just in the nature of receipts, Chandler, just to be honest with you, since you're bringing this up with James. I'm going to show you here. I'm going to share my screen real quick. Oh, God. All throughout the season, I've done the NBA tiers. There have been seven tiers. I'm going to just – then you'll see how teams fluctuated throughout the year. Preseason tiers. Just listen to some of the categories that – and Jalen was not a believer in the Heat either. We were, This podcast was very low on the Heat all year. Right the categories I had them in throughout the year. Window closed. Uh, big city, big problems. First round fodder. Rock solid. 
scrappy as hell, uh, just not talented enough out of round one. So those were the, the, <laughs> the, the heat in wow. throughout the year. So I, I mean, I, I did not see this coming. Full, full disclosure. Look at the Bucks way up there. That's crazy. I thought they were the best <laughs> team all year, man. They were the top of the tiers all year, basically. Wait, well, 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 why does a uh, why does the Grizzlies have outside shot? Is that uh I mean, hey, they were the two seed. I still thought, you know, they had an outside shot. This was like what, like a week before the playoffs we did these? Yeah, it was a jaw jaw reference. Are you are you admitting that you are part of Jaw's reasoning for pulling out water pistol? No, I'm just I mean, I said they had an outside shot. I still thought, you know, maybe they could get it together. They couldn't. Turns out they were bad. So going off play on words at the time. Yeah. (laughs) So going off Chandler's, I mean, text receipts and all that, like it's it's really like brought it me to like fruition. It's a question to James. Like James, do you think Tatum texted Kobe, I got you again? Uh, and is he going to oh post God. it online when you guys do lose again? Like, is he is he going to do this type of thing? Or is it just something where it's going to blow under bridge that he posted online last year that was very cringe? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let me go ahead. I'm going to start. Uh, I'm actually no, going to I'm going to talk. I'm going to answer Chandler's questions first, and then I'll get back to um, to yours since everyone is so fixated on, yeah. um, you know, what I said and what Jason Tatum says. Um, so w- coming back to that, Chan, that was uh, that was in November. The season had just started at that point. Um, I, I, turning out, I think I had a pretty good read on where we were, um, you know, 20 games into the year, maybe, maybe if that. So, um, you know, I, it sounds like I actually know what I was talking about a little bit. Now, when it comes to the Bucks, um, Colby, I'm with you. I think they were the best team in the league all year consistently throughout the regular season. I think you were also right with your Western Conference um, little take that you had there because, um, you know, the I think they actually turned out to have better quality in the West and the East as to why we saw the top of the uh, of the East have a better record overall as to why the Celtics would have home court advantage if they played the Nuggets, even though I don't believe they're better than them. Um, Jan, I think I think I think if Giannis is healthy that series, you lose. I think you lose that series um, without a doubt. I I was going to say to Colby, I was going to say with that tier list, I was going to say that's a completely different series if Giannis doesn't get hurt early. Yeah. And I don't really feel like he was the same after that, even though, you know. And but that's yeah, I mean I mean that's a fair that's a fair thing. I don't think the Heat are that low below the um, Cleveland Cavaliers and the Kings, although wow. the Cavs wow. have a lot of talent. The Kings, um, the but, I don't think I, I don't think my the, se- the Sixers. That's the hey, they almost eliminated Boston. What do you? What they did. Saying? They Come did. On. But Boston but, is yeah, I just don't, look look I just don't trust the Sixers. I don't know. The Heat, Even yeah. with no the, on paper, the Sixers are way better than the Heat. But I would have loved to play the Sixers. Yeah, you guys would beat the Sixers. You would you would beat the Sixers easily. Listen here. No, here's the point, Chan. What I was trying to get at is that you you guys are just cream of the crop organization, right? You don't beat you don't beat the Bucks. You don't beat the Bucks. Giannis is healthy, but that's that that doesn't matter. It's a fucking playoff. The injuries happen every single playoff run. All right, it's the cards that you're dealt. I'm not taking that away from you guys at all. Mm-hmm. Knicks, it's I mean, I I knew you guys were gonna beat the Hicks. Uh, Knicks, I just. Uh, the Hicks Knicks. I mean, I mean they, they everybody played. thought the Knicks were the no. Knicks were moving. It's the no. big York was but, but I do love the slide that we had a couple back there where we put the Heat under, where just not enough talent. Um, 
I think that is the perfect way to put this team because if they just had a little bit more talent under that philosophy that they have there, um, as one of the biggest haters and non-believers of heat culture, I feel like it is just something that I have to acknowledge and it is a real thing at this point. Um, our heat fan here has yet to acknowledge it. Just, just for the yeah, I, 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 there's got to be there. There's something there, right? I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're just putting in that. Apparently, it's not. Apparently, uh, he hasn't said. Well, it. that is exactly why the Celtics are going to win tonight. It's just because the Heat do not have enough talent. All right, you guys outsmarted us for three games. Um, and then at the end of the day, we actually decided that we wanted to play basketball and play defense. And I don't think tonight's going to be one of those nights where we're going to you know, actually want to play basketball because this is where we play our best. For some goddamn reason, we play our best when we literally have no other option but to win. Um, and I think that's just going to happen. And now I, I don't even really want to answer Christian's Jason Tatum tweet because um, I think these last three games alone, he's just shown that he's the best player on the court. I mean, if we want to go back to game seven in Philly, how many points did he have, Christian? Oh, he's a lot. Most ever. And again, oh, thank you, Colby. Thank you, Colby. Um, And so, and so, you know what? I really don't think there's anything for me to bring up. Colby, Kobe was his guy. Kobe was his idol. Hell, if I was a fucking NBA player and I and I lived up to be Kobe, I'd be doing some fucking crazy shit as well, man. I would be texting him every goddamn day. All right, and then to lose him suddenly like that—I mean, come on, I mean, it, it, it's fucking—it's terrible. Would you post it online though? That you—I don't care. I don't care. It's a social media world, dude. We post everything. Everyone posts whatever the fuck they want. People post shit, take a screenshot, don't even think about it, and put it up there just to see how people respond. I don't give a shit about any of that, dude. That was this guy. That's who he wants to be. All right, I respect it. I don't care. I. Great. Would I have done the same thing? Absolutely not. I don't give a fuck, dude. I don't care. All right. He's here right now. And, you know, he, like I said, he's eating Jimmy Butler's lunch and he's the best player on the court by a mile and a half right now. So I'm curious to see what he does tonight. I'm curious to see what he does because he's either going to drop 40 or he's going to go like dude, completely what happened? What non-existent. What happened and... the last game? He didn't even shoot it well. He had like 22 points, but then he had like 10 and 12 as well. And he just dictated you guys the pick and roll and the pace of play the whole time. I mean, the thing is, is it depends on how he's feeling because sometimes, I mean, he he's a great defender. And then sometimes, I mean, he I really don't even feel like he's on the court. So That's sometimes fair. I, I, sometimes I even get player. him mixed up with, um, with other players. I don't even know he's on the court. Yeah, that's fair, but I mean, sometimes I think he's sometimes I think he's white. He's been he's been he's been in your ass he's been in your ass the last couple games, dude. I think you fucking know where he is this whole time. No, no, no. The last couple games he has been, but oh, okay. I mean, he in the the first couple games, I didn't even know he was playing. You met Derek White, right? Yeah, no, I met Derek White. Caucasian. But um, for real, I mean, sometimes I don't even know he's on the court. And I don't know. I, you know what? Wait, that's I would say the same for Jimmy. Hey, hold on. I want to say this. These past couple games, there's there's been some times where I'm like, is Jimmy even on the court right now? Because he's just sitting in the corner right now. Well, what's the, what's the pedestal, though? Like, do we want our guys to drop 55 every single game? Like, what's the – like, where, where, where do we draw the line here? I – I think making a you can't you can't talk, Colby. Hard. You can't talk. Your guy's putting up over fifty-two and a half right. points, rebounds, yeah. and assists every game. Yeah. I don't want to hear shit from you. No, I'm, I was gonna say I was it's actually a different level. I was actually about to I was actually about to 
defend Jason Tatum because I actually do really like Jason Tatum. I was going to say, listen, the only – say we want about Tatum and he does disappear. There's only four, in my opinion, there's only four basketball players on the planet that I know for a fact are, that I would put above Tatum. It's Jokic, Giannis, Curry, and Luka. Even though Luka missed the playoffs this year, I'm not going to kill him. He's still incredible. I don't know that there's anyone else. Who else can you – I don't think there's anyone else you can say, Anthony argue for sure, but I don't think there's anyone else that's definitively better than Tatum besides hey, Anthony Edwards had to play the the number one seed Nuggets. He, he could he could, he oh could be God. there. He could be there. Only person I would – you could – I think you could make an argument for him. Give him I'm just messing around, guys. Give him that diet, maybe. He is not on that level. He is not on that level. But What about what about Josh shooting it up, man? No. You should have, Christian. I had Jaw as like the eighth best point guard, not play like point guard in the league when we had our last episode. No, Jaw is not close. To uh, mm, who do you have above Jaw? Nine. Here, oh, I got eight you right players. here. Folks. You guys ready? I got, <clears> I got it. Quick recap of Colby's list, folks. All right, so this is a top point guard. This is how many good point guards there are. I didn't mean to rehash an old segment, but there's so I did a 13 player ranking. I believe I had. Let me. Let I got me, you right here. I got ready? it. So yeah, I had Jaw ninth. They had eight point guards above him. Steph, SGA, De'Aaron Fox, Dame, Trey Young, Jamal Murray, Jalen Brunson, Halliburton. Taking them all over John Moran. Every single one of them. Trey Young? Yeah. And I'm not <laughs> Trey Young. No, no, no. I'm not even a Trey Young guy, but I you have to now Trey Young has won playoff games by himself. He's won playoff games. Yeah. Trey Young's hair looks like the uh, the baby doll my little sister has, where like it comes talk, up, Derek. but it's not quite thick enough Those to like. Derek White is like cooking half grown hairline. You guys can't talk right <laughs> now, man. You guys can't talk. Derek White's cooking y'all up with that same. I, listen, yeah, I want to. Kind of looks like Trey Young, to be honest. That list is absurd. I don't, don't want to go into that right now. That's I can talk <laughs> about that for another like hour or two. I I I can, we can't get off topic with that right now. That, that I, I I like some of the names on there, but I that that is Trey Young. Argue Halliburton is maybe too early. I am I will admit I am biased towards Halliburton. I love I love Tyrese. Uh, I love him. I, I think we all love him. Yeah. I didn't even think about Halliburton. Halliburton, I was like, all right, I can see, but Trey Young is the one I was. I mean, they did beat the Heat, but um, Chad, I, I think I think this is a good question for for both of us. Um, if we lose, what what's what's next? What's next for the Heat if you guys lose tonight? Well, the Heat weren't supposed to be here to begin with. Yeah, so, what's next? What's next? I mean, I think you try to bring in another superstar, but I mean, you just got to continue to develop the younger guys. I mean, Austin Reeves, Jovich is. He's going to be a good NBA player at one point in time, and I'm just waiting for his day to come because he's had a back injury, a back injury for like the past like whole season. So they've just put him in heat development and heat culture. So um, I'm just excited for him to get on the floor. But other than that, I mean, we're missing we're missing Tyler, who's our what second or third leading scorer scorer the whole season. I mean, that's a big loss. I mean, you can see those spurts where, like, we can't really score and, like, we don't have that. I mean, Caleb Martin's kind of filling the role a little bit right now. But, I mean, Tyler Hero is just such a scorer, natural, pure, just, like, scorer. So, if you give him if you give him Struess's minutes and give him some of Duncan's minutes, I mean, I love what they're doing right now. And especially – I love Duncan on the floor. I love that Spolster's putting Duncan on the floor now, even though he is a complete liability on defense. 
I do like that he's getting minutes because he can shoot it with anybody in the league. But I except just when it matters. I mean, I'm sorry. Oh, I said except when it matters. <laughs> oh no. Well, I mean, wow. yeah, he missed. He missed two big. Yeah, he, he missed two time. big shots. <laughs> okay. Two big threes. Two, two, to be fair, he was he was lights out during that whole but, game. I mean, shoot, if you would have told if you if you would give me those shots again, I say don't make that one dribble. That one dribble he made between the pass out from Caleb Martin on that offensive rebound, I say don't even dribble it, shoot it, and mm. I'll say shoot it. I'll say shoot it tonight. If in the same situation tonight. If Duncan Robinson has a wide open three to tie the game, I'm giving it to him. I'm giving it to him over any three point shooter on our fucking team. That's fair. I mean, yeah. Duncan Robinson. I mean, he's lights out. He's he's a pure shooter, and he's undrafted. If anyone, oh, is he? I didn't know. Did he no. have many? How of many did they have? Tell, he, tell us real quick. Victor Oladipo. Or I mean, I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure he got drafted. Did you know that Gabe Vincent? Was undrafted? Dude, that, yeah, that I, is crazy. He was doing yeah. good in New York. Did you know that Caleb Martin was undrafted? Uh, no, I know because I remember Reggie you know Miller Duncan stroking Robinson them off the all playoffs. That's all That's all I've been hearing. So, oh, I sorry. Mean, he, I mean, I will give it I will give it to Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra and the whole – I like our defensive coach too. Um, uh, what's his name? The guy with the black hair. Is he the one that's like the pretty tall built guy? Like pretty pasty looking? No, is that him? Uh, he's always right beside a spolster. And I think he's interviewing some for some head coaching jobs, honestly, right now. But um, I like him. He's our defensive guy. But I just love the way that the Heat structure things. And I and I just, I just have faith that no matter if we get somebody big in free agency, I would love a Willard. Oh, I would love Willard. Willard's my favorite. What do you think? But. Okay. Bradley Bill or anybody like that, but even if we don't you can have Bradley Bill, was that Colby? I'm gonna have to talk Chandler down from both those ledges just right now. I mean, Dave's top five shooter of all time. I think. Oh, you okay, okay <laughs> all right. There's two different reasons. All right, there's two different reasons. Dame is great. I'm just saying, what are you? Re- okay, what are you gonna give Portland? Because he's under contract. It's not like you can just sign Dame. What What is Miami gonna give Portland that they realistically would want? They, Bam. They, they Haslam. Give, Haslam. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. And don't then Bradley Beal, are you sure you want Bradley Beal? Because the CBA no. had to change, and he has like the worst contract in the whole league. So I don't know if well, you want Bradley. Well, the thing is, is the thing is, is you can, you can, um, whatever, whatever you want to see as a guy um, on the Washington Wizards. I think if he comes to Miami, he comes with that edge, and he is. A you think so? You think Bradley think, Beal has that mindset? I, think, I don't think he does. He's been cashing steady paychecks doing nothing the last eight years in D.C., man. Yeah. I don't think he wants He's to actually get thrown in. I don't think he wants to get thrown into a competitive culture where he actually has to work hard. I would kind of like to see, but not really. He would only play 30 games. He would get hurt. He would get hurt. Like, he'd only play 30 games. No, not with the Heat. He wouldn't. But um, I understand with the Wizards, I mean, he's going to get hurt every couple games just to kind of reserve himself a little bit. But if I played for the Wizards and I was a superstar, I'd probably went out of there. I don't know why he doesn't. But, um, oh, we have less than a minute. We- game seven, final thoughts before this game will be over by the time most people listen to this. But going into it, Chandler, you were, you were just saying before we, as we were picking this up, go ahead with your thoughts there. Yeah, I mean, James said it best at the beginning of the podcast. The first five minutes, 
crucial. If we can come out and I can see it on the defensive side of the ball that we come out with energy, we're guarding the three well and uh, making them force shots late in the sh- late in the uh, shot clock and kind of even if they do make them, I mean, I would like to see energy and I just want to see it. I just want to see high intensity. And then it also depends on on the Celtic side of the ball. I mean, we've seen some games where they are very long and they're batting balls and we're not getting good shots and we're taking shots right at the buzzer. And, you know, that's not what I want to see. I want to see some penetration. And, I mean, whenever we penetrate and get to the basket, we can get offensive rebounds, but the same goes for the Celtics. So it's going to depend on who comes out and kind of has that edge to them, which both if both teams do, I give it a 50-50 shot. It's going to come down to the last minute. And um, I did – I do have a little parlay that, to go if you all want to – share parlay so that's, that's, that's our dues list we save those for the dues list my friend don't worry we okay. got we'll we'll you covered all right so um that's all that's all i gotta say james you want to come back after that um yeah i um you know i i fucking hate this team so much because you can never count them out but you you can't trust them you can't <laughs> you can't you can't you can't at all um but They've shown up in the brightest of lights. I don't think we're getting a dud from either team tonight. I think this is going to go down to the wire, unfortunately. Um, I will say, um, I'm just going to echo everything that Chan said. I mean, we've been we've been working them off the three-point line. Um, we haven't been hitting our threes, but I don't think it really matters if we get to the basket like we did last game. So it's really going to be defense, and if – we can actually play through the zone, which we've been able to do the last couple. I don't know why NBA players freak out when they see a two, three zone, but we have, we've been doing that. So um, I'm curious to see what Spo throws at us that we haven't seen yet this series. Um, but I was thinking about it earlier today. Like do you, like we were talking about the Ray Allen shot. That was game six. No one really talks about game seven of that series. That's, you know, the, the heat kind of took the life out of the Spurs after that game. I think we might've done the same to you guys for, with this game six, no one's going to talk about what happens tonight. I think everyone's going to be talking about what Derek white did with 0.2 seconds left on the clock last game after this series is all said and done. So I think, I think the C's win not by a lot, but I think that we kind of took your soul at the end of the game there. And that's why we're going to win. I don't think there's really a lot left for you guys to give. And that was the game to win for you all. If you wanted to win the series. Yeah. Which could go kind of either way, because you all could also come out a little different this game because of the outcome last game. And I mean, you all were 0.2 seconds away from being eliminated we were up 10 with like 90 seconds left too, which I just refuse yeah, to understand was, why we like to blow those leads, but you know. Yeah. I I don't know, honestly, because if <laughs> I had Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and your all's team, I wouldn't be blowing 10 point leads with 90 seconds left, but. Oh God. If Eric's I mean, was the Celtics head coach, Jesus, we would have already won the finals at this point. Um, I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Real quick. Y'all, y'all had your spills there. All right. Impartial three picks, Christian, Jalen, and I. There we go. Obviously have no much smaller stakes in this game. Who you got, Jalen, Christian? 
Well, I, w- I would love to go ahead and tip this thing off with how you guys are over here saying, oh, it's going to be a close game to the end. I woke up today thinking this game was going to be one-sided. Somebody, I don't know, I feel like whoever, for me, it's a coin toss on who, but in the first half, this game's going to be one-sided. Mm-hmm. Completely one-sided, and I feel like one team's not going to show up. I, I, all the hype, all the pe- I've seen all the people outside of Boston, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, somebody's not going to show up to this. I don't think we're going to get the game that we expect. And then because of that, I think the team that's not going to show up is going to be the Celtics. I want to keep it interesting. This whole time I hyped them up to get to game seven, but I never said for them to win game seven. I just said they can get here because I know the script. And I know the script was just trying to keep the Nugs rested up as long as possible. So you know what? I'm over here and I'm with you, Colby. We're going to go ahead and say, the Heat win this game seven, and it's all for the Nugs for make history. Two times we're making history, one with the Heat and one with the Nugs. Take the energy I haven't picked yet, but go ahead, Christian. Yeah, it's crazy how, you know, these two teams are like, they're acting like they're in the NBA finals right now just to get swept exactly. by the Nuggets in the finals. So <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll take it for now. Um, um, but I, I'm a big person on storylines. I, I just have the image of Jimmy missing that three at the end of last one year ago, game seven. I think Jimmy gets his redemption three to send the heat to the, to the NBA finals. I just have that gut feeling. And so, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting tonight. And I, Jalen, I did have that feeling though, as well. There's a small percentage of me that has that feeling there might be a blowout and someone doesn't show up and it's going to be really disappointing for that person. But I will be going with the heat barely interesting i think it's gonna be a great game i'm excited as much as i don't trust them late my gut feeling i do think boston does pull it off i do think i have i am i think boston's gonna win just because at the end of the day i just think they're better so if if you one game i don't know no one's ever done it but i'm Go either way. I'm kind of leading Boston. As I've said, Jalen, as you said, I mean, I would rather see Miami. I still think Denver will beat Boston, but it is the home court and stuff makes it a little tougher. Um, but I, I got Boston. It we'll makes me feel Colby. any better, Colby. This team is like 10 and 12 in the garden, like the last two seasons in the playoffs. So, you, you know, if, if home court's your issue, I think you could win there pretty easily if you wanted to. We also can't forget that Scott Foster is repping the game tonight, and the Celtics are 12 and 0 in the last <laughs> 12 Scott games. Foster. Scott Foster gets the job done. He does, he, he understands the assignment every time that the league gives him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, hey, Colby, I have a quick question for you. Ooh. All right. Uh, the over under is set at 204. 204. Okay. For what? What do you think? Just the over under. That's why. Straight up. Probably under. I mean, I just feel like at their nature, these two teams are scrappy, and I feel like that's how it's going to go down. I kind of feel like it could be another just a defensive physical rock fight. I think my favorite tweet of the whole playoffs was uh, after the Nuggets Lakers game one. <laughs> and someone, I don't know if y'all might have seen it, but so I don't know who it was. I apologize. But someone tweeted, it was like, Lakers Nuggets is, looks like an all star game and Heat Celtics about to look like World War One. And that uh, was pretty accurate. And so I think I would take the under. I feel like it's going to be just physical defense who wants it more kind of game because that just 
feels right. That makes sense. I just put 25 on the over. So well, also yeah. there was a weird he knows the show rules, Christian. Christian. We've done that for the Lions. We've done that for the Lions. Chandler, you definitely need hey, to come on here hey, when we do our pickums. It sounds hey, like you're, you're, it's you're every, no, it's the Bears. It's the Bears. Oh, it's well, the Bears. I think it's NFC North teams besides the Vikings. I just think the Bears are good at picking the Vikings. I just think they can get hot from three tonight. And I think two of fours, and I mean, even if it's like a 106, 106. Or type of game. I mean, what a thing that's not is, very high scoring compared to like the league the, at this point. The thing they is, it's over under. your mouth. What were you thinking here, buddy? The, the over underline was set as two eleven, like around there for the first six games. So it's weirdly at two oh four right now. Is something I do want to point out. Ooh, oh, they're da- oh, you got to take the under. They're begging you. They're daring you. No, to they're begging me to take over. the over right that's, now, and that's what I've done. Not a gambling expert. Over. That's what I meant. After uh, four beers and a nine point five percent sixteen ounce, um, I've decided to take the over <laughs> and fall into the trap that Vegas. What's your parlay, Chan? What's your parlay? You're feeling? Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Never mind. 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 Hey, so I'm a very big, you know, Syracuse type of person. I'm very big on that as well. Um, so today's this is a long shot, uh, but Jimmy Butler has not had a triple double since January 29th, and Jimmy came very close to a triple double in Game Six by two assists. So I will be taking Jimmy triple double tonight plus 1,500 just because he came very close last night. Let's see if it comes out this game so um that's my there to play of this game all right chandler what is your what is your play for today okay so my play of the day so just so you all know i've been taking this every game um so far so this is like my long shot really it's a gabe vincent caleb martin four threes each and then miami heat money line Three dollars to win two hundred. That's what I've been taking every every game. And last game I came very close. I gave a game Vincent three, and Miami Heat went away from a thousand dollars. It was plus ten thousand. But today I I've kind of looked at looked around and and kind of thought about what I liked here. And this is a plus one thousand one hundred thirty play. It's Gabe Vincent three plus threes. Al Horford two plus threes. Duncan Robinson, two plus threes, Gabe Vincent, 15 plus points, and Jimmy, six rebounds. And that is $5 to win $61.52. And that is my play of the day. And I think that Al Horford shows up, and I think he shows up early. So that may be a first or second quarter hit with those two threes because I think he shows up very early. He's a veteran. But I think Gabe Vincent's been pretty consistent. And Duncan Robinson, I mean, two threes for him is – Two possessions, down ten points. I mean, that's. I think it that could hit, and I like it, so I'm gonna take it. Nice. I uh, I'm gonna continue the conversation. I have not bet on this game, um, but there are some things that I do like. But some alt lines that if you were to throw a little parlay together, they would give you some nice odds. Not saying take all these together, but pick as pick and choose what you would like. Uh, Tatum over 25 plus points. Butler over 25 plus points. Brown under 25 plus points. Caleb Martin 
over what's he's been hitting one. I think it's like 12 and a half, 12 plus points. He's been hitting every single game. I like that one. I like Derek white over two and a half threes. I like Al Horford at two and a half threes. I like Max Struess at three and a half threes. <laughs> and I like the heat plus seven and a half as we stand right now. So those are some things that if you know if you want to wrap them in put them in a little parlay together um you know the odds are probably pretty favorable for you so um i you know just heed some advice out there just toss it into the wind Dude, put, put some money on it put some money on it not all that no 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 i'm fully focused on one result here <laughs> oh it's a little more scenarios Ask you a question mm-hmm. uh what flavor mad dog would you choose if you all do lose tonight, I'm going. Uh, I'm going the staple, and I'm going the orange. Um, well, I don't even know what the flavor is, but it's when uh, when I think of Mad Dog, that's what I think. That was my first one, I believe. That was your first flavor of Mad Dog. Oh, yeah, you Wild remember? Champ. I ate spaghetti right before I came over to. Your I remember house. that. I remember that night. We had a great time. Um, so I feel like if I were to lose, regardless of how much how much I hate that flavor, um, that will be the one that I will take <laughs> just for pure nostalgia and aesthetic purposes of the Mad Dog pet. James, I thought we discussed you were going to do a one. Absolutely not. I would. I probably wouldn't be able to finish that. I know I could. I know. Like know I could finish the orange one. You got, you got to try a new flavor though. You got absolutely not. The, orange, the no. orange is what is the safest flavor to go with. I'm not going I, with red because I've had too many jungle juices. No, the blue, blue raspberry absolutely one. Not. Absolutely not. Orange seems very, very um consistent. Uh, that's what I, I'm going. With. I will. I just want you to know. I will be throwing up. If the oh, uh, I will, James. I just okay. Well, then. Hey, hey, let me to both of you before you before you endure this enduring amount of three hour stress uh, that you're about to before this game tips off. If you ever find yourself on the deep end or getting too worried about this game, just remember, whoever wins has to play the best basketball player in the world, and is probably not going to make it more than six games. So don't. (laughs) Don't beat yourself up too much, no matter what happens tonight. I don't know if I could get my heart broke worse than I did in game six. So that's the good thing. I think I'm honestly just going to get a mad dog after this podcast and just have it just in case to do it tonight. (laughs) You should sip on on one beforehand. Just to get it over with. Like, even though I have to work tomorrow, I think I'm just going to – I don't think I can wait a week. We need to get some money pouring in from them after this. I like that. Uh, we'll find. I'll set up a fundraiser. I'll set up a fundraiser for them. Also, I just want to point out before we leave um, that I am the back-to-back fantasy football champion of the world here. Um, Christian, I know you put a lot of time into fantasy football. Jalen, same with you. I know you go for more of the underdogs here in fantasy football. Is, and Thank James, um, glad you put some. I know you put a lot of time in this as well. But like, how does it feel knowing I've got the belt back-to-back? years and i've and i've also signed it twice now 2021 and 2022 so just to kind of end the podcast here i don't i've been wearing this the whole time i don't know if anyone's noticed but yeah i mean you know this is the, the 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 viewers probably don't care because you know about our fantasy football teams but um you know as as two staple um uh, franchises um of the uh of our league um uh, and and someone um, 
you're right. I do take this very seriously. I know Christian and Jalen know that I take fantasy football very seriously as well. Um, as do I. Yeah. As yeah, yeah. As you should. As you should. Um, it absolutely pains me. If I could win anything, if I could win anything of my choosing, it would be to win fantasy football. Um, I want the belt. I want it bad. Um, I'm thinking about it. I do probably think about fantasy football on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it know, has this cute little, I don't know if you I can know. Here, yeah. you can it, put your beer inside the belt. I don't know if you can see that here. I, I wouldn't take that off a single fucking day I had it. No, I, if, I have uh, it. I wore it to clinical every day um, as a student. I uh, so, yeah, and you know what? As you should. And um, I think you guys all know how much I love fantasy football and how badly I want to win this as to this little, uh, you know, prodding question here. Um, but, you know, I'm going to do my best next year. Uh, my team severely underperformed this year. Um, and we're going to come back with a fresh slate with only uh, one intention, championship or bust. And any season that is not a win, even though we have no record of winning as a franchise, uh, is uh, – is a failure is a failure in my eyes. Um, and there's only one person who's accountable for that. And that's me. So, um, I want it and I, and I will be there, um, this year, whether I win it or not, it's a different story, but I will not be in the losers bracket again. You can all but guarantee that. All right. Glad, glad, glad we can be your therapy talk there. Glad this was good, but hang on. We got, so since we are trying to wrap up here, we actually have a, closing segment and it's great for wrapping up folks and you guys get to have your first debut of partaking in this i hope chandler is around it looks like he just oh there he is i was about to say we got one last closing segment we do this for every episode folks everyone it is time for our final thoughts all right so now christian give him an example and please take the floor so my final thought is that with all this Boston talk, it just reminds me that, you know, the Florida Panthers are obviously a winning Florida team here, and they are in the Stanley Cup Finals, just here chilling around, watching the Vegas Golden Knights go and get some down stars tonight. Should be interesting to see if the stars do pull that out for them, but winning, winning Florida championship is waiting for another Florida team to come on over um, and beat Boston. So it'll be, it'll be hilarious if that does work out, that Florida once again strikes it in the heart of Boston, because very interesting. So it's, be, it's good to be a Florida Panther fan on this side of things, watching them. Hopefully, we win the cup, and I think we will. Panthers in six, no matter who. All right, Colby, go ahead and give another example for our crowd here. All right, so that's a good one. Um, you know, normally I would go to football because we've talked basketball this whole time, but I'm actually going to stay with basketball. Um, this is just kind of an off topic, and this is something you and I, Jalen, we'll probably get into a lot more here, like in the next two weeks after the finals, but. The in a couple because it's the NBA how they do it. The draft is so soon after the finals. It's well like three weeks, not even after the finals ends. The Charlotte decision at two is fascinating to me. The Scoot when or the Scoot not women Yamba, but the Scoot Brandon Miller conversation at two because obviously Brandon Miller fits their roster better. He's got the off the court concerns with the you know the uh, whole situation that happened down there with the murder at Alabama. So. And Scoot, I think, is a better prospect, but they have LaMelo Ball. Um, and that's gonna di- that could dictate what happens to Dame, realistically, because if Portland can't find a taker for the third pick, if they can't get back a star they deem good quality, if, if, it's, if it is Scoot sitting right there, I mean, you have to at least consider moving Dame and just picking Scoot Henderson. So 
just for the NBA basketball nerds out there like myself, that I'm excited. That is a storyline that I think is going to get played up a lot after the finals end, and that that is just so fascinating. To me. James, you got one cooked up ready? Yes. Um, once the um, – what's this a segment called again? Final thoughts? Our final thoughts, my friend. Final thoughts. My final thoughts. Um, once the Celtics season is over, whether that's tonight or whether that's in a couple weeks here, um, I am extremely interested and will be paying all of attention to what happens with the English – Premier League transfer window and my beloved Liverpool FC for all of our soccer fans out there. Yeah. I'm extremely intrigued to see what we, what we will be doing this summer, not just as an organization, but to what new stars will be playing in the best league in the world that we all get to watch on these beautiful weekend, crisp autumn mornings that lead us straight into college football and NFL. One of my favorite sports, as you all know. Uh, um, so I'm extremely interested. Will we be able to replace our midfield that is in such depth for need of a new jolt of life um will we be competing for trophies and for titles with man city next year i think so but that has a lot to do on the transfer window we need quality we need players what will happen i'm extremely intrigued one way or another because this summer window alone can make or break Jurgen Klopp's uh, reputation and FSG's reputation as manager and owners of Liverpool Football Club. Woo! All right. Chandler, coming off of a, that's a hot one to follow. Final thoughts about my good friend. (laughs) Final thoughts. Well, um, I tried to switch it up from basketball and, and Premier League and just try to go with my own thing here. So I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Reds. I don't know how much you all (laughs) have been following the Cincinnati Reds, but they're having a better year than I thought. And as, as a Cincinnati Reds fan, I'd like to bring up one of the, one of the biggest kind of predicaments that we're in right now. And that is that we have a guy in triple A right now. I don't know if you all have heard of him, but it's Ellie De La Cruz. And he's one of the top prospects. However, we just brought up Matt McClain, who's one of my favorite players in the MLB, even though he's played like 10 games, maybe probably five games, actually. But he's batting 380 in the majors. He's one of the top prospects as well, and he plays shortstop. And so does Ellie De La Cruz. So the um, the big predicament the Reds are in right now is like, what do, you, what do you do with Jonathan India? Because Jonathan India has been our second baseman. He's our leader on the team. So um, do you kind of take him out of that middle infield role? Do you put him in left? Do you put him in right? Do you trade him? Um, those are all things that are kind of circling in the community of the Reds um, fan base here. But Ellie De La Cruz is a legit He's prospect. Sweet. And I don't know, Jalen, do you, have you heard of Ellie De La Cruz? I have. He's sweet. Uh, he throw, yeah, and I've, and a, I've been following him. He's a flamethrower, I've heard. And I've been following him in AAA because on Bleacher, you can watch the AAA games. And um, as well as like the MLB app, you can watch the AAA games. But um, I've been following some of his like highlights and stuff. This man is legit. And I'm excited to see what he does with the Reds. And kind of coming off the past couple of years, I know the Reds, every time someone kind of gets decent, they trade them for more prospects. But I'm kind of waiting to see that switch from, hey, we're not going to trade anymore. This is our time. And, you know, Matt McLean in the middle infield, that is a big boost. I mean, he's batting 380 right now. And 
he had four hits the other day against the Cubs. We just pulled the sweep against the Cubs. And I kind of like how they moved the batting order from uh, India at number one to uh, we, we've been doing Friedel, who's a really fast dude. I don't know if you all have heard of Friedel. But he's having a pretty good year. He's batting 250, but he's he's a constant threat of a bunt, and um, he's really quick. And then McLean in the two-hole and India in the three-hole. And I kind of like what we're doing there, but um, I'm interested to see what we do in the middle infield there because we kind of have three dudes. We have more coming up, but, I mean, because we've made a lot of trades, but I'm I'm excited to see what happens there. And also I'm kind of scared because the Reds have made – some pretty shitty moves, and I love Jonathan India, and I don't want to see him go. So that's what I have to say. That's why I was shaking my head. No, I hope he doesn't. I'm right there with. I'm right there with you. I hope you don't, because you guys haven't been made the best. And gosh damn it, you got you came in, you stole my, uh, you stole my thunder. I always come on here and use the Baltimore Orioles as my, uh, it's my cover up for final thoughts. Thanks to thanks to the NFL offseason. Um, so my baseball take here is. What the hell is happening with the O's right now? We lost the series to the Rangers. We got one. But... You said we. Are you an Orioles fan? What the? Well, hey, hey, hey. This is news for you, buddy. We 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 love the O's here on the show. Okay, this is a big O's. <laughs> a new Christian. I didn't know you were an Orioles fan. Holy shit. Oh yeah. Um. Um. The worst part is Grayson Rodriguez. Grayson got, got sent back. back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Grayson, you had to. Grayson was struggling. I he mean, was, he kind of we had to. You seen the competition we've been playing? We played the Yankees, the J- Blue Jays, the Angels, uh, the Pirates, we the Rays, the Braves. Like, come on, man! This kid didn't have a chance to catch a break. I was I was sitting there thinking we have to at least stick by him, but we're still winning games. But nah, send him down. So my my final thought is, is here, folks. It's what the hell's going on with my O's? Uh, the classic saying of "Oh no," but uh, we got Adley still. Those uniforms they need a little more touching to them, but uh, we got Adley. All things are going to be all right, and uh, yeah. And looks like Colby. We got a lot of people for this one. <laughs> but as always, it was some good stuff. Some very good stuff. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast, if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.